As you've been building your business, have you ever felt exhausted, felt like you're overdoing it? When I say overdoing it, I mean literally doing, doing, doing all the time and being stressed out about the results or perhaps the lack of the results. If we're going to make it, if we're going to build brilliant, sustainable businesses, we don't want to feel those levels of stress. And this is something that I've been looking into a lot. So if you're with me on this one, let's dive in. When I was 11 years old, I had a run of success. Within a couple of weeks, I got distinction on my bat mitzvah exam at the same time as passing the 11 plus, which in the UK is a selective exam, which tells you which high school you're going to go to and allows you access into a selective school, in my case, an all girls school, which was for people that pass this exam only. I think at the same time, I also passed my violin exam because I seem to remember things came in threes. And I remember the reaction that I got. As you can imagine, my mum was over the moon, you know, typical Jewish mother. She was so excited about the achievement of her firstborn. I think I lapped up the response from all the adults around me, my grandparents, parents, aunties, friends, that I was doing something special. I was an achiever. And when I look back, I realise that taking that on board has been something that I've carried with me through all the years into my 40s. That appetite to be an overachiever, to always be acing everything. I doubt my type A personality was born from that experience, but it certainly led me into a path that through a 20-year career working in advertising and through into my experience as an entrepreneur has taken me into a place that now I've just stopped and said, is this really what it's about? Is this really how I need to act? Through my experience in academia, getting my degree, through to getting my job in advertising, I always wanted to exceed. I always wanted to do really well with my achievements. And I would push myself into action. I would motivate myself. I was always the person that was getting it done, that others would look to for inspiration. And that has been a blessing for many, many years in many, many ways. If you followed along with my story about my surrogacy journey, you will know that that finding myself infertile at 29 years old, I wasn't going to take that line down and I motivated myself and I pushed forward and I took action. And I was inspired and all the things that create amazing success until seven years later, my beautiful twin girls were born in California. But over the years, I think this pushing and striving has also taken its toll. Perhaps you can relate just that exhaustion that you feel even after achieving something wonderful. Just think, gosh, does it really have to be so hard? Do I really have to be pushing and striving so much because I'm tired and I'm not enjoying the ride? And I think that's a lot what it's about. It's about focusing too much on the outcome and very little on the journey, which of course we know should be the enjoyable part. Working towards something should be something we enjoy doing, not just something we have to do in order to get what we want at the end of it. But this isn't something that I perhaps understood very well until now. Back in early 2020, I was laid off from my 20-year career in advertising. As a senior director, that was a blow But at the same time, I knew that I was destined for a different path. I knew that I wanted to be my own boss. I knew I wanted to help people and work in a heart-centered environment. I knew that I wanted to use the skills and everything that had been me to that point and make an impact and make an income and feel lit up every day. And if you're listening to this, I'm sure that you share those ambitions too. 
And I really did throw myself into the business of being an entrepreneur. I think I was really fast out the gate. I absorbed everything about online business that I could at the time. I took action. I stayed motivated. I really drove myself forward. And for a while, it was working. My sheer enthusiasm and excitement carried me through for months and months as I got my first clients, as I started to build my business and my income started to increase, as my social media presence got going, as my podcast took off. I felt the momentum of it. I felt excited and was really, really driven to just keep building it, thinking if I just keep going on this trajectory, think where I could be in a year or in five years. And then it happened. Now, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you might have spotted a bit of a theme that crops up once in a while. And that is what happens when your vibration isn't as high as you wanted it to be. In fact, check out episode 24 and 26, where I talk about how you can increase your vibe so you can be successful and also about the entrepreneur dip and how to overcome it. And although I didn't realize it at the time, I'm now realizing that this was me reaching burnout. This is me suddenly saying, I can't go on like this. This isn't fun. This is hours of work every day. This is not getting the results that I would envisage from this amount of hours. This is starting to say what next, starting to feel burned out. Now, if I wanted to feel burned out, I could have stayed in corporate. For any of you who've been in those kinds of high-pressure jobs, you know the feeling, and I'm sure that you'd be very, very happy never to feel that again, as would I. And here I was, I created this job for myself that felt like hard work. And at that point, I started to look inwards and started to question if there was another way. And at this point, I really started to turn towards the law of attraction, and wanted to know more and more about it. Now, perhaps you know a great deal about the law of attraction. It's so popular with entrepreneurs in the self-development space. Or perhaps it's something you've heard of, but not really got too much information on at this point. That was where I was only a few months ago. I had read The Secret many, many years ago and really hadn't applied anything in it. I'd heard reviews that criticised it and said that it's just telling you to picture all the things you want in your life and then just chill out and expect it all just to drop in. It had been criticised for not focusing enough on the action that you need to take. Now, for someone who launched a podcast called Action Taker Tribe, it really didn't feel aligned with who I was. So I'm not really that surprised that at the time it didn't resonate. But as many of us know, certain things come back into our lives at just the right time. And I had been on a journey to absorb so much amazing self-development stuff. Last year, I also started to get more familiar with Kabbalah and became really interested in how many of the things in Kabbalah aligned with what I'd already learned when I trained in pranic healing. And even though they come from completely different cultures, so much of what they were saying just was the same, but using different words. And also, as I started to study more about the law of attraction, firstly through Abraham Hicks and an amazing daily podcast that they have, and also through joining Heidi Stevens' program more recently, I can see so many similarities that gives me great comfort, makes me believe that this is something. But more than that is the experience I've had by following their teachings has really transformed where I'm at in my life. Now, just before that, let me tell you about a conversation I had yesterday. And if you believe in synchronicities in the law of attraction, which I do, then this is a story that I know you're going to appreciate. 
Yesterday, I was out in the centre of London, just off Oxford Street. I don't go into town very often anymore because I don't have to. I used to commute. That was where my office was back in the corporate old days. Whereas now I work from home, like so many of us, and I love that. But what a novelty, going into town, on the tube, up the escalators. And I was going to meet a beautiful friend of mine, Anna Orenstein, who I recently did a workshop with. She's an amazing financial coach who I met through Kathy Heller's community. And although we have been the closest business buddies for such a long time now, it was the first time that we met face to face and it was a beautiful moment. It was glorious summer sunshine in London and we'd booked an outdoor table at a little bistro in a shady little street just off the main drag. And we had a beautiful lunch. We connected so well. We drank some wine. We ate some lovely food. It was just perfection. I felt absolutely amazing. It was a Tuesday afternoon and I got to choose how I spent my time. I got to spend it with an inspiring person making connections. And as that beautiful lunch ended, I jumped onto a call with somebody else who I've also become close to, although never actually spoken to. We've been supportive of each other's social media and we've been in each other's spheres since we were on the Made to Do This program together about a year ago. Ryan Reynolds is an outstanding video specialist and an amazing soul. And as we had this conversation, it transpired that Ryan's also been learning more about the law of attraction. And we had a wonderful conversation talking about what we've learned, synchronicities, and just both became so inspired by what the other had to say. And as I explained to Ryan that I really felt my life had changed as a result of this learning and that in the future I would really like to help other people make the same transition, Ryan made a suggestion that has led to this podcast episode right now. Ryan said, well, why don't you share your journey? Even though you might not feel like you're the finished article, perhaps you could help others just by sharing your journey. And it was like a light bulb went off in my mind. I was like, yes, because this is what I want to talk about right now. This is what I'm inspired to talk about. And one of the things that had held me back was I felt that even though I was on the journey, until I had concrete results and could say unequivocally that if you do this, you'll get that, then I wasn't ready to share it. But I know, of course, that that isn't the case, that when we're called to talk about certain things and other times we're called to listen to people talking about certain things, it's for a reason. And perhaps if you're listening to this episode right now, you're here for a reason and you're hearing a message that you need to hear right now. Now, whether or not you might have grown up as a type A person like myself or not, learning things like going with the flow, learning to receive, learning how to take inspired action is equally as important for every type of person building their business or otherwise. Now, there is not enough time in this episode for me to share everything there is about the law of attraction, although I do go into a bit more detail about it, I think, in episode 24. But I do want to share a couple of real core elements that have had a massive impact on me over the last couple of weeks. In their outstanding book, Ask and It Is Given, Abraham Hicks talks about how you have to set a vision. And once you have a desire, it is literally ready for you as soon as you can match the vibration. And the vibration is always high. Good things have high vibrations. Good things come from happiness, come from inspired action, come from great feelings. That's why we talk about being high vibration. And we also worry when we're low vibe. We know that when we're low vibe, we magnetize unattractive things to us. It's that way that bad things come in threes. Or if you're in a bad mood, you also stub your toe and you also lose your keys. We all experience this stuff constantly. 
And it doesn't matter whether we believe in the law of attraction or not. We're all beholden to the same universal laws, the same way that whether or not you believe in gravity doesn't really matter. If you jump from a height, you will still fall. So my theory was, well, why not rise up? Why not learn this technique? Why not see how it goes and actually start to feel good and start to see results in an easier way, a way that didn't require so much pushing and so much striving? And I've boiled it down to three things. And I've realized that as a type A, as a striver, there are kind of three ways that typically you behave. And certainly I have been behaving. One was pushing action. You know, that striving, pushing. What am I doing today? Tick 20 things off. What am I doing tomorrow? Do better than you did yesterday. That kind of heavy energy. Also the need to control everything. The worry that everything's my responsibility. No one can do this for me. I have to do it alone. And you can see how that easily leads to the third indicator, which is burnout, exhaustion, low vibration, frustration. So I've been working on flipping this on its head. And I believe now that my job is simply to feel good. This is something I would never have thought before. I would almost feel guilty for having a good time when I could be working. Didn't really understand that by feeling good, the work would be easier. And like I talk about in other episodes, how I'd let my self-care go. And then suddenly I brought my self-care back. Episode 28, I take you through my self-care routine. And it was important for me to talk about it because I had let it go to such an extent that I had felt like doing an extra hour's work was more important than the self-care. How wrong? And when I flipped that on its head and I went back to journaling, started to learn meditation in a new committed way, took long walks in nature every morning, no matter if it's rain or shine, always before I sit down at my desk, always prioritising feeling good first, putting on good music, whatever it takes to feel good. Because that was supporting the second thing that I now feel so important, which is releasing control. Now, this is something that I'm still working at. I'm certainly nowhere near being the finished article because releasing control means being ready to receive. It means being unattached to a specific outcome. Now, if you're a driven type A person who's been results orientated, you can see that taking the leap into releasing control is not a simple one. But already I'm starting to see massive differences, not just in my business, but also in the interactions with my husband, with my children, and actually how I treat myself. Being less invested in the outcome and more interested in the fun that I'm having along the way is starting to create a shift. And I'm excited to see how that's going to go. And I'm excited about sharing more on that. I've just started reading a book called The Power of Receiving by Amanda Owen that I'm really excited because I think that it's going to fill in a piece of the puzzle and help me understand a little bit more about what it really means to release control. And then the third thing, and this is my favourite thing right now, and it's about taking inspired action. Because unlike what the critics thought about the secret, which was that you didn't need to take any action, the reality is the law of attraction means that you do have to take action. But the action you take is inspired. It's action that comes through intuition rather than being forced. With the idea is that when you're working with inspired action, not only do you feel amazing because you're in flow, and we all know how outstanding it feels when literally things flow through you and appear in the world, they manifest, right? But also the actions that we do take 
you have so much more bang for your buck. And this is the idea about pushing and striving for hours as I was doing versus just get myself in a high vibration, do something that lights me up and inspires me and whoosh, it exists in the world. It was like it manifested out of thin air. I mean, of course it didn't. I sat down at my desk and I started doing a podcast episode or I sat down at my desk and I started doing a course in Kajabi, whatever it is, suddenly there it was. And as I was doing it, I just felt so excited that I didn't want to be anywhere else. This was where I was having fun. So feeling good became not just something that I did that was aside from work, but feeling good in this moment is actually the work that I was doing. And that was really, really different to the way that I was living and working before. Now, I really hope that this has resonated with you. And I appreciate that this is just the tip of the iceberg, but I would really take pleasure in sharing my journey as I learn more about the law of attraction and I apply it to my own life and my own business. If you're inspired by the law of attraction and you want to chat a bit about it, drop me a line. Send me a message on Instagram. I'm at Ingram. And also before I go, I just want to let you know that I have just launched my first mini course, which is to help you create your simple next offer. And what we're talking about here is for coaches and course creators who are maybe offering one-to-one sessions or maybe creating a larger course that you want to offer in the future, but really you're frustrated and want to make a little bit more money now. What I do in this mini course is I take you through five simple offer types that you can literally make this week and an outstanding mind map technique so you can work out exactly what you have to teach so you can make your next offer with ease. It's about keeping it simple, doing things with ease, making money and making an impact without the stress. We talk a bit about money mindset and how to price your course and also how to validate and actually offer your course so you can sell it. It's about simplicity, it's about ease And the launch price is only $27. So if you like the sound of that, jump into the show notes. And there's a link there so you can jump into that mini course today. Have an awesome, action-filled, inspired week. Take care. Bye now.